It's a podcast where we watch movies at a rate of 69% on Rotten Tomatoes or 6.9 stars on IMDb, and we establish if it's worth it. Tonight's installment is the 2015 The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Uh, if you caught the last episode, we reviewed Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. This movie was in 2015. It had a runtime of 2 hours and 17 minutes. That is 137 minutes Canadian. It had 6.6 stars on IMDb with uh, over 306,000 reviews. It was rated 69% by critics on Rotten Tomatoes and had an audience score of 66%. This movie was uh, this movie was directed by Francis Lawrence. Uh, I'm going to put something here in the chat for you guys because doing some research on this, I found a picture of uh, Francis Lawrence and it looks like Bradley Cooper's drunk uncle. And I'm about to post this in the chat right now. Drunkle. Yeah. You guys are going to flip your shit when you see this. This is ridiculous. And this is awesome uh, audio for, for those podcast listeners. But in a segment we call Google this, Google a picture of Francis Lawrence, director of The Hunger Games. And you guys are going to wow. enjoy that one. That's like the perfect way to put it. He definitely <laughs> does. <laughs> yep. The, uh, the drunk uncle. Yep. That's a drunk uncle I've ever seen one. That is the epitome of a drunkle. More like limited. Limited what, Schweitz? Instead of limitless. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know what? From that specific picture, yes, it does look like the underachieving Bradley Cooper from Limitless. Is is Limitless a a cinema? I think it might be. I think it might be. I I, I think it may be a future, future cinema. This movie had a budget of $160 million, and it grossed $658 million worldwide. Taglines here for this one. The revolution is all about us. The fire will burn forever. A creature as unquenchable as the sun. And the last one, nothing can prepare you for the end. And man, that, that is, that's so true. I could not wait for this movie to end. It, it was... All right, Francis Lawrence, you know him from The Hunger Games, uh, Constantine, and I Am Legend. This movie is starring Jennifer Lawrence. You know her from The Hunger Games, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, X-Men First Class. Also starring Josh Hutcherson. You know him from The Hunger Games series, and as we learned last time, A Bridge to Terabithia. This one also has Liam Hemsworth, the Cooper Manning of the Hemsworth family from the Mocking or from the Hunger Games series, and also Independence Day Resurgence. Has Woody Harrelson, you know him from True Detective, The People vs. Larry Flint. I almost did it again. I almost did it again. The People vs. Larry Larry Flint. What? Natural Born <laughs> Killers and Zombieland. Donald Sutherland from the Hunger Games series, Pride and Prejudice, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and 2002's Italian Job. I'd, I'd just like to add that Luke Hemsworth is the Cooper Manning of the Hemsworth family. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I would say Liam's more of an Eli. Hmm, that doesn't add up. Anyway, moving on. 
Also starring Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know him from The Master, Capote, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, and one of my favorite war or political movies uh, in the history of war and political movies. If you haven't seen this one, go out and see it. It is Charlie Wilson's War. Uh, I think this is Tom Hanks and Philip Seymour Hoffman at their absolute best. So if you haven't seen it, recommend going out and checking it out. This one also stars Julianne Moore, Far From Heaven, Magnolia, The Kids Are All Right, and Still Alice. Legend. She's an absolute legend. Also, the best Halloween costume I've ever had. Really? Little red wig. Hawaiian t-shirt. Boom. Julianne Moore on vacation. Hmm. Yeah, I, I could see that. All right. This one also has Mahershala Ali, Oscar winner Mahershala Ali. Uh, you know him from House of Cards as Remy Denton. God, what what a great series. I, man, that sucks. That series had to go down that way. Also from uh, Luke Cage, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and The Place Beyond the Pines. Man, we got a lot to get into with this one, so we're just going to go right into it. Mockingjay Part 2, we open up in a hospital room and a neck brace is already coming off of Katniss after she was attacked by Peter Malark in, at the end of Part 1. She's here testing her voice and she sounds like a mix of the doctor from Independence Day and Stu Gatz. I want to see him. That might be the best limited fake that we have had on cinema so far. So, I mean, we've, we've had some pretty terrible, you know, Sly Stallone's, a couple of bad uh, Sean Connery's, but that may be the best limited fake Stu Gatz doc from Independence Day as Katniss Everdeen that we've ever had. Ever. My name is Katniss. Ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer Lawrence is not actually on the pod. That is actually pal. Wow. That shocking. Shocking. Scene. So yeah, she uh, she wants to talk to PETA. Thank I want you. to talk to Samson. Samson gets me lifted. Uh, Plutarch says that's not a good idea, but we're testing this with someone that he knows. It's it's Prim. It's uh, her sister Prim. He's now realizing that District 12 was attacked and his family is, is they're all dead. And he, uh, he basically thinks it's uh, Katniss's fault here. He's still sort of hijacked, but not really. He's coming down, but he's still not all the way out of it. And he just absolutely flips out, goes nuts, goes off telling Prim to kill Kat and saying that she's a mutt or a mutation. And now we're back in the war room with President Coyne, uh, played by Julianne Moore. Cat's in there and says, hey, you know, send me to the Capitol. Coyne says, that's that's a non-starter. We're not going to go. We can't even get to the Capitol until we control District 2. So she says, hey, send me out to District 2. Let me fire up the troops. You know, I'm the Mockingjay. What more would they want to see other than the Mockingjay? So let me actually do what you want me to do. All right. Yeah. So what I don't get is right off the back, they have her do the whole voice thing. And then that's out the window. That's like the last time we ever like ever encounter that. And then this guy is clearly going through some trauma and she wants to see him like immediately. And they're like wanting to test him immediately. And they're like all like, it's just crazy how Philip Seymour Hoffman is like, he needs time. And then he's like, but we're trying a lot of things. And it's just like, why don't you guys give him some time too? You guys are just, like, he's been tortured. That's, that's yeah. the last thing that a torture victim needs or a, a POW needs is more tests right away. Give the man some space. I mean, I immediately go to the Blanca character in the 1994 live action Street Fighter adaptation. He was tortured, you know, made crazy, watched violent videos the whole time, but they turned him around real quick. So I don't get why, why Philip Seymour Hoffman can't do anything faster. Maybe at 
and also uh, this is district 13 it's a pretty militaristic um operation so you would think that they would have the capabilities and the infrastructure to deal with a post-traumatic stress victim and help them kind of build their life back together although they really haven't dealt with much war and all of those things Uh, so even though they're very regimented and disciplined they haven't actually had to go and experience those traumatic events but district 13 was formerly canada so they at least have free health care that's actually one of my notes here because we'll we'll get there when, when we get there we are heading now to District 2. Kat is now talking with Gail. Uh, he saw PETA, and he knows that he's fully friend-zoned right now. He doesn't stand a chance in hell unless they can actually make, make PETA better. Kat kisses Gail, but he's not into it. Uh, says it feels like uh, kissing someone who's drunk. It doesn't count. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Their celebrity name is Gayness. That's problematic. Or simply Kale. Also <laughs> problematic. Kale is actually a lot less problematic. I don't know. Do they have Kale in, in Canada? Is that is that a thing? Not at this time of year. Ah, got, got, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Gail and Beatty are now talking about this kind of weird bombing plan with uh, a hummingbird trap or some sort of delayed bomb response. Kat's got some issues with this plan, of course. She doesn't think it's right. Gail says there really isn't a playbook when it comes to war. Snow didn't play by the rules when he was hijacking PETA. Now we got some boots on the ground here in District 2. Uh, the leader of District 2 is none other than Brienne of Tarth, Gwendolyn Christie. You also know her uh, as uh, Captain Phasma. I think that was her name. Yeah, yes. ca- Captain, uh, Captain uh, Phasma from Star Wars Episode 8, which I think that might be... It's it's close to being a cinema. If it's not already, it's very very close to being a cinema. Uh, one thing that was really really shocking when I when I saw her in this role was her accent. I really missed ha- having her with her natural accent that she had uh, in Game of Thrones. Didn't have it here, and it was uh, quite jarring. Yeah, that threw me off as well too. But I was I was really happy. I was like, is that Brianna Tarth? And then when they got like real close, I was like, that is Brianna Tarth. But I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, she's talking different. Yeah. Acting. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Range, you know. Acting her ass slightly off. Slightly. Yeah, slightly. Because it's a small role, but, you know, it's all about, you know, role players have a part to play, too, so. But she nailed it. As the old refrain goes, there are no small roles, only small actors. There you go. And she's like, what, 6'5"? So... Eat your heart out, Barrett. Tom Cruise is a small actor. Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> so they're sitting here uh, planning to go to war against the Capitol in District 2. Uh, no one can really come up with a, a consensus since I have no idea what's going on with my voice. Oh, my God. What is happening here? Are you Were you a victim of PETA's as well prior I, to the recording? <laughs> he came after you? Peace! No Peace! <laughs> We all know usually PETA's tactics involve throwing paint on jackets. <laughs> it's only a matter of time where you made that stupid joke. Oh, that was good. That was good. I was waiting for it. I was like, 
I'm going to give it... I, I gave it actually half an hour before you made a PETA joke reference. Okay. Trites came to play today. Wait, are we overlooking that the place that they're trying to get into in District 2 is called The Nut? <laughs> that The Nut appears to be too hard to crack. <laughs> That's they're, going, they're like, we're just going to bomb the hell out of The Nut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, even a blind squirrel finds one every once in a while, right? Flush him out, flush out the nut. Baby. Hell yeah. So Boggs is convinced the leaders, uh, he's he's convinced the leaders that civilians should be given a chance to surrender. Uh, if they don't surrender, then we're going to need a, a compelling voice to us uh, to uh, persuade them here. AKA Mockingjay. It's, uh, it's your time to shine. Gail says anyone who is for the Capitol, uh, is fair game, so just kill them off. They're mopping floors, then they deserve to die because, well, they're supporting the capital. Uh, Kat says, with that kind of thinking, you can kill whoever you want. You can send kids to the Hunger Games to keep the districts in line. So, kill them all. Metallica. Underrated album, by the way. If if you haven't heard Metallica's Kill Them All from, like, 1981, I mean, what? first off, what are you doing with your life? Uh, secondly, get on that right now. You heard him, Schweitz. Okay, we should all leave. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back in an hour. <laughs> you might be back by the end of this. Uh, by the end of this episode, one hour later. Uh, so we got bombs away now. It looks like this. Uh, this bombing plan is nut. working. Yeah, we're we're bombing the nut here. Big explosions from the nut. Lots of stuff coming up from there from the nut. Looks like uh, it looks like some smoke or or something is something's really really coming out of this nut here. Rubble. Lots Something. of rubble. Smaller rubble. There was some small rubble. In this movie. He still got some of his rebel shots in there. I noticed. Smoldering. Yeah. Cat is now going down to talk to the survivors and uh, get them to surrender. We see a train approaching here with some survivors. Uh, the rebels start pulling people off the train saying, get your hands up, put your weapons down. Everyone party up and party down. And we got shots fired, shots fired. Um, looks like a survivor was hit. Cat rushes up to uh, to help him. And he was faking it the whole time. Pulls out a gun and now is holding Katniss hostage. And he says, God, "What's like? How dumb can you be? Right? Just so." And then to give that speech when there's like weapons laying around everywhere, like one of them could just pick it up and shoot it at her, like they did. Uh, like, come on. The judgment there was just. Oof. No, oof. I, I think her voice was is, miraculously better. No, I think what happens is she thinks that. All these people, people that she doesn't know, have her same sensibilities when it comes to the revolution. So that's why when she talks to them, she feels she can find a commonality or break through to them. And then they're just like, shut up, stop talking, and they shoot her. I applauded. I was like, is it over? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was only 40 minutes into this thing. There's no way that was 40 minutes into it. There's no way because I, I felt I remember at one point I was like, OK, this movie's got to be over in like, what, half an hour? And there was an hour left. So this one had a lot of meat left on the bone. Oh, my God. I expected better aim from someone that works in the net. Well done. Well done. Well done. So the hostage says, uh, give me one reason why I shouldn't kill you. She can't. She can't give him a reason. Uh, give me one reason to stay here. Uh, it says, just kill me. Yeah, I'm done playing Snow's game. Why are we even fighting? It's all for Snow. You know, we're family. We're neighbors. So he drops the gun. Cat goes into full, full-on cat mode, uh, yelling at the camera, saying, you know, hey, turn your weapons against uh, against the Capitol. Turn your weapons to Snow. 
and uh, another survivor picks up a uh, a weapon and promptly shoots her in the uh, in the chest and kills her on camera. Should have should have shot her in the face. Net turned on her. Snow is at a dinner party and he is watching all of this with uh, his dinner party. They toast to her death. This is not going to turn out well for uh, for Antonius, the uh, the creepy guy from Prison Break. I, I don't know if he listened to our last episode, you know, when Finnick was talking, but you really shouldn't drink anything uh, that was poured by President Snow because that's how he kills people. Snow is basically saying here, if uh, the Mockingjay was killed, the rebels are going to use her as a, mar- as a martyr. Uh, Snow decides that he's going to evacuate the outer blocks of the capital, let the rebels in, and then the game maker is going to set traps for the rebels, televise it so everybody can watch their destruction. As he's going through the speech, we see the prison break guy dying from poison. Shocker. I think that's the most shocking part about this entire dinner party. I was uh, I was expecting actually for it to be more people. So I don't know if... Like if he had asked that, you know, question of like, let's say two other people, would they have also died? Or was it just because this guy was a particular minister of, I guess maybe he was part of like the minister of like the military for the capital or something or the protection. And because he was so inept, that's why he says like, well, I'm just going to kill you. Yeah, he was he was setting a, an example. He uh, president or minister Antonius. He's the one who sent all the the best peacekeepers out to District Two to basically die in the nut, get you know swallowed up by the nut. Uh, and once that happened, and they had to televise that cat was getting shot, which was again and uh, prison breaks plan. That was uh, that was curtains for him. And Snow was basically just making an example of him, saying, "Hey, look! If anybody else here at this table fucks up, look at prison break guy." Yeah, symbolic nut in the mouth with the poison. Thus ends no nut November. It was tough to swallow. <laughs> Girding <Katniss> it. Is- <laughs> Katniss is now back in the hospital, and this is this is where that note comes in. She must have great health coverage because she is always, always in the hospital. And it's not like, hey, I you know need some stitches or you know, hey, I sprained my ankle. No, this is like ICU shit, right? Uh, Joanna wakes her up and starts to steal her drugs. Cool. Good good job, Joanna from District 7. Uh, she says that Katniss is the only thing that the capital is afraid of. Um, we cut now to uh, PETA. He saw uh, Katniss's speech there from District 2, uh, from the nut, and he starts to remember the real Katniss. Uh, Katniss goes in to talk to him, and he remembers giving bread and says that, you know what? My life would have turned out a lot better if I just would have given it to the pigs. We wouldn't Support have had those to watch. animals. Yeah, that, so, that really hit home. It really did you know, because we wouldn't really, have had to I watch could, Mockingjay one or two. Her ass was off during that particular scene. I bought, I bought the pain. I bought the pain. I could tell that she was legitimately hurt. That he wanted to give that pig the bread. Was was your usage of the word pain there? Was that a bread joke? No. There's some there's some crust that you have to get through on that one. That would be the first ever instance of PETA choosing a person over an animal. Is it PETA bread? I do not know. <laughs> so um, I had told Schweitz that if PETA had been named FETA or FETA, <laughs> that their celebrity name would have been uh, Fatness. But I'm pretty sure the Greeks would have taken umbrage to that. As well, they should have. We're going to leaven up this uh, this situation here as we head back to the war room and the Mockingjay, she wants to go to the Capitol. Coin says, nope, you've uh, you've done your job. You took a bullet. 
Yeah, you're good. Go ahead and sit this one out, chief. You're just Shot through the it. heart. <laughs> and you're to blame. <laughs> a, bad a bad pain. Uh, you're just going to sit here in District 13 and you're going to just uh, shoot propo videos for us while you're here. We'll put you up on some green screen and we'll just go from there. We cut now to Finnick and Annie Cresta. They're getting married. Nice little, nice little ceremony here. I like it. It's very boho. I'm all about the boho ceremony here. Yeah, I was confused with all the greenery. I was like, this must be like a different room that they have there because the previous thing that we had seen was like the commissary, which was very dressed down. And to see all the green was really nice. So I was like, oh, it's pretty. But I also got very dizzy during the dancing. I was like, please make it stop. Yeah. All the turning. Anybody else think she was sad because her third choice was getting married? Or is it, was that just me? I think that was just you. I, that that had. Can to you can you tell them apart yet? I I I could when he was with the, with her when he was getting married. I was like, oh, because the other guy got Fida got skinny and like really like like sick looking and then got crazy. And then there's just the Hemsworth. So I could tell them apart now. Growth. Their celebrity name would be Fanny. Yeah. All right. So Katniss tells Joanna that she's going to go kill Snow. Uh, Joanna's in on it. She's she's all for it. She's going to cover for Katniss. Katniss is now in some sort of stealth mode. She's got black coat, black shoes, black hat, Cadillac. Uh, the boy's a time bomb. Uh, she's got the hood on, and uh, she sneaks her way onto some helicopter, some ship, and she's now reached the rebel base. She takes off the hood uh, so she can basically do a look at me lap um, so that everyone can recognize her. And at once everyone does, you get the old three-finger salute there. Uh, she's on camera here because it seems like everywhere in this entire world is secretly televised or surveilled or something. Every every time that anyone does anything, they're on camera doing something. So you knew that she was going to get picked up on camera. Uh, Coin is not happy at all. What the hell is she doing? She's insubordinate. She's an adolescent. Plutarch is basically saying, hey, you know, make it look like it was uh, it was our idea. Coin says, all right, well, I guess anything that she's going to do for us, for the rebels, is my idea. Uh, I'm the reason that she's there, so we'll just go with it. So I just had, like, flashbacks to the last time she went to go and, like, bolster rebels and the whole bombing of the hospital. But, of course, this time it's different because they're on the upswing and they have the capital on the ropes. Well, when I saw the, like, when she's going in, I guess this is, like, two. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. All right. But, yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, Gail knows that Katniss is going to go off on her own and uh, and hunt President Snow. Now we get to meet the new squad, uh, an elite squad of... Not not special victims unit, but they're an elite squad of fighters from uh, Panem. Uh, basically, there's just going to be a, a video squad. They're going to be a few days behind all the action. It's a non-combat squad. They're going to shoot propos to inspire surrender. Um, we find out that uh, the Capitol has put these pods or these little booby traps all throughout the city. Uh, they're filled with bombs and traps and mutts, and they're all basically meant to kill everybody. Potnet. Anybody else notice Chris Cody? Was a part of that that crew? Bollocks. 
The Bash Brother. Yeah, the Bash Brothers. Yeah, the Bash yeah. Brother. That's right. Oh wow, that's true. That's the skinny Bash Brother. He got he leaned out. Huh. A little less bash now, huh? More brother. Fulton Reed. You're my 44. Brother. Speaking of brothers, and we're actually going to take this into Mighty Ducks. So Fulton Reed and Guy Germain, they were actually brothers. Like in real life, actual brothers. How about that? Moving on. What? What? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to look this up. You, you don't need to look this up. I'm legitimately telling you that. Fulton Reed and Guy Germain from Mighty Ducks 1 and D2 were actually blood brothers together. And then Bash like, Brothers? There was a cat in that movie, too. There, there was a cat. They are Blash Brothers? Julie Gaffney from Bangor, Maine. Are any of the Mighty Ducks movies uh, eligible? They're not, unfortunately. I'm really, really upset about that. Like, not even three. Wow. Yeah, I was kind of... Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see what we can do about that. All right. The capital is under attack, and the Propo team comes across the uh, the first pod here, and it's just just a hellacious fire launcher. Uh, and these things are on every single block. The, the, this this is going to take a while to get through. So, the, yeah, they have those things at every corner, and they needed that thing from um, – I, I can't think of the actor's name or the character's name. Mahershala the Ali. Mahershala Ali, yeah, the, the Halo. Right, that thing was pretty cool. The I hollow, admit, the hollow. Was hollow, halo, mahalo, mahalo, hollow. There we go. Sorry. And then we get that clever little line from Finnick, which I didn't want to skip. It's like the Hunger Games or something, right? Didn't he say something like that? Sorry, I just watched yep. it. But welcome to the seventy sixth Hunger Games. Oh yeah, and then. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, the the hollow is um, like Google Maps or Waze um, for us, where it tells you this is where the death traps are. Don't go here. It doesn't tell you what the specific death traps are, but that they are in that area, and to just be careful. Yep, that's exactly what it is. It's it's Waze and Google Maps, and which it, I guess it doesn't get updated all the time because there's some that they don't catch. Uh, Gail, yeah, uh, Gail, sorry, I was gonna say, yeah, they they just always mention that, except for the new ones, of course. Whatever new ones they've set up. Oh, don't forget about the possible new ones that there is. They mentioned that like five times. We get it. There's new things that could be out there. You think that this is? I don't know what year it is, but you think there'd be some sort of, you know, iCloud, you know, software update that they can do to. Make sure that everyone knows where these pods are. No, not not happening. They have flying hovercrafts, but they can't do a software update to let me know where these fucking pods are. Get out of here. You're going into a war zone. Expect the unexpected. Yeah, that that's the crazy thing, too. They didn't think any of this was going to happen. They just thought they could walk right in. Like they were yeah, just like 75 blocks or something like that. Yeah, because they were coming in days behind. So they were thinking like, the troops that go ahead of us, they're probably going to trigger some of these. So instead of following where there has already been a path laid out for you and those pods have been detonated, they go in a completely new direction into new fucking danger. That's bad, like, leadership, right? They're bad strategy. Yeah. Boggs, get it together. Come on. Uh, Gail and MJ are now planning on how to ditch the squad and go after Snow on their own. While they're talking, we hear a truck approach, and uh, it's it's Peta. Peta's here. Well, why? 
I I legitimately have no idea why the hell PETA is here. It just it makes no sense whatsoever. And I was like, this is just so stupid. Like at, like the this is just the most unbelievable thing that would ever happen. This is like completely dumb. They have no control over him whatsoever, and they think, oh yeah, let's just have him tag along with Katniss, where he could just strangle the hell out of her. And then when they constrain him, they don't even constrain him with his hands behind his back. It's just hands it forward. He could still strangle her like that. To be fair, if if he kills her on camera, that's gonna really motivate a lot of people. Fair enough. To kill him. Because they're gonna be like, every misgiving we had about this guy was right. So it's like, then doesn't that kind of over like throw the establishment of this new world that coin is trying to um create when it's like you trusted this guy who, who killed our most valuable person why the hell should we trust your judgment like when we were all telling you he's not trustworthy because he's been brainwashed or what because they'll just edit the video to make themselves look good fair enough so he's sitting here just you know muttering to himself my name is Peter Malark. My home is District 12. My name is Peter Malark. My home is District 12. My name is Peter Malark. My home is District 12. My name is Peter Malark. My home is District 12. Just going over and over and over again. The, the last thing that someone with PTSD needs is to go back into an active fucking war zone. Come on, coin. Come on. Julianne Moore disappointing me by the minute in this movie. Absolutely appalled by her character with every second that this movie keeps going on. It was really disappointed. Yeah. So we find out that Coin wanted to just add him to the team to show everyone that he's a good guy now. He's on our side. Boggs and Cat, they're they're talking outside by uh, by themselves. Boggs tells Katniss that Coin wanted Peter rescued instead of her because Coin really doesn't like you. She, you know, obviously she can't control you. She doesn't trust you. You're too powerful. Coin wants to have this free election. Are you going to support her? If your answer isn't, you know, yes right away, then you're you're a big fucking problem. So the first night watch here uh, with Katniss and Peta, and they're playing a game of true or false, basically making sure that he is still alive or or something sane. I guess is the only way to describe it. Now we're we're back on the streets, and Peta and Finnick are going over speech about my name is Peter Malark. I'm from district 12. Uh, I'm a good guy. Now snow's a bad guy. Basically just that over and over and over again. From that, did you guys do like Katniss favorite color green (laughs) (laughs) orange, not bright orange, but like sunset, like soft, but like burnt orange, but not like orange, orange, you know, orange. Yeah, that's right. You nailed it. So we find a pretty good shot so, here. You know, from that one, when she went back to go sit with Gail, I thought he was going to be like, but you don't even know my favorite color. Because he was so <laughs> hurt. Like, when she went into the detail about the orange, I was just like, and it's like, like, if we look at him, we know that his favorite color is black. Like, Chartreuse. Periwinkle blue. Charcoal. Eggplant. Graphite. Rubble gray. Nailed it. That that's the winner right there. We find a good spot here to shoot the next propo, and another pod is found, and it's these M60 robot arms. They start firing. Peta is just losing it. He is he's just losing mind. He absolutely should not be out here in this situation. Uh, they clear this next pod. They go a little bit more forward, and Boggs steps on a mine, detonates it. He's he's done. One of the uh, other. People from the elite squad of uh, special victims units 
uh, one of the league sisters, she gets hit with some shrapnel. Her leg is toasted. Uh, while Boggs is uh, laying here on the ground dying, he transfers the security of the, the hollow over to Cat. says, not don't trust anybody. Uh, kill Peta if you have to. He's gone. And a hollow. Yeah, really, really hollow. I feel hollow about this, this whole episode, to be honest with you. This entire courtyard is just, it's a minefield. Uh, this next mine basically triggers this whole courtyard to be filled with this black sludge oil, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. During this time when this oil is filling up this this courtyard, PETA attacks Katniss because, of course, that we all knew that was going to happen. Uh, in the uh, ensuing melee here, PETA ends up killing one of the people on the crew by tossing him into the oil, and now he's strung up with all these wires, and he's he's done. Uh, Finnick ends up saving Katniss and grabs Peta, puts him in in a very very legal chokehold. That should not be uh, be allowed here. He did it anyway. He also uh, stabbed him in the neck with uh, something to sedate him. So also seems illegal. That one that one I think we'll accept. I'll accept it, but it seems illegal. The metal heavy metal band sounds like it's coming back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was coming back there for a second. Maybe he's listening to Kill 'Em All. I, I I told him to go listen to it. So, true. Nineteen eighty one. That's right. You did say that. So when this black sledge is coming down, it's like coming down like all crazy fast. And when they're doing the whole Peta's throwing off Katniss, and then Fennec is getting after Peta, and they're going after it, and they're fighting. The sludge slowed down really convenient. Like I felt during that moment. And then they got back into it, and then it's like, oh, come on. Then the sludge was like, okay, now we can come after you. I don't know if anybody else had seen that and noticed that. It's like it had a mind of its own or something. And also for them only to produce enough to cover the first floor of a building seems pretty short-sighted. Wouldn't you want maybe at least three stories worth of sludge? Just to be on the safe side. It did have a lot of buildings to go into, so maybe is that kind of pushed out into the courtyard, into the surrounding buildings? Maybe that filled up and took away the volume that was supposed to be in the house that these guys went into? I don't know. We'll have to ask Drunk Uncle. So when they put these pods in, do we think that you know they put drainage in as well? Like they dug up everything to put proper drainage in? Because it just doesn't seem realistic to me. It's like the uh, earthquake ride at Disney, um, not Disneyland, Universal Studios, where you do the tram ride and first you go into like the little Mexico area or whatever, where it starts raining and then there's the flood. And then when you get to the earthquake, you get all the water. So it's just probably like recycled. So it goes back into the tanks, probably to be used for a second time because they probably thought that they were going to win. They've had these in storage and they're like, okay, next time this happens, boom, we'll leash it again. Is, is it true you can ride the movies at Universal Studios? <laughs> Baby. Hell yeah. I wonder if we could ride the nut. Now they get into a building and they head for higher ground. Uh, Lieutenant Jackson wants the hollow, wants uh, Katniss to give up uh, control of the hollow. Cat's not going to give it up. Cat says that she's on special orders from President Coin to go kill Snow. And we have a classic... Uh, classic standoff. Peacekeepers are on their way, so we better kind of resolve this uh, pretty quickly. 
the leagues, they stay back to hold off the peacekeepers as the rest of the squad heads to a different house. Peacekeepers come into this uh, courtyard and they completely demolish the house where they were just at. Inside this new house where the squad is at, the ever-entertaining Caesar Flickerman, played by Stanley Tucci, comes in with some breaking news. He shows the news footage of the bombing. He shows the, the house being Blown to bits. Now, PETA is feeling, starting to feel some type of way, feeling guilty for getting someone in the squad killed. And he wants a nightlock pill, which is basically just a suicide pill. Gail says, well, if it comes down to it, I'm just going to kill you myself because I don't like you. And if I can just get you out of my way, then, uh, you know, easier job for me. And also, like most In Memoriam videos, they left out a couple people. Uh, they left out Gail, Lieutenant Jackson, the medic, the league sisters, and Bog. So that's just a hallmark of all in memoriam videos. You know, happening. You're like, hey, they forgot that so and so died. You know, so it's pretty sad. Come on, like R.I.P. Boggs. Yeah, that that really did get to me. He sold that really well, and then I like how he told him like, don't trust him, because that's how I was feeling too. I'm like, finally, look, somebody's being real with her. Because look, they knew enough to put Gale and Cressida on the wanted posters all over the Capitol, but not to include Gail in the In Memoriam video. That's a bad look from President Snow, amongst all of his other bad looks. So who did they put in the In Memoriam? Was It was Finnick. It was... Katniss. Katniss and Peta, right? Peta. And they put the Cressida and the camera crew. It was Pollux, Masala... Hmm. M- and uh, Pollux's brother. Caster. Caster, yeah. yeah. Caster Oil. <laughs> Too soon. So Snow's making an announcement here to all of Pan Am that Katniss is, has been killed in action. Uh, President Coin breaks in, says that Katniss is still the face of rebellion. She's given this very tearful, very emotional eulogy that's supposed to fire up the rest of her troops. Now the squad is now making a new plan to get to the Capitol. The new pods are now like 10 feet apart, uh, and there's absolutely no way they can go through the streets. So now they're going to go through the sewers and the train tunnels. Uh, that's where Pollock's used to, you know, live his uh, work, work his live long day. So he's going to be kind of the guide through these, uh, these sewers and train tunnels. Uh, Snow is passed out and he's, Woken up by his, like, I guess, chief of staff or someone. Should I call a doctor? No. Why, why, why would you call a doctor? I'm just an old man that's asleep. Uh, he's learned that the, uh, the squad has survived. Uh, they are now in the sewers, and they decided to just take a break because, of course, this is the best place to take a break is in the sewers. Um, and now they, uh, they play another game of true or false. or No, I'm sorry, real or not real. That, that's right. <laughs> I think they're just doing another take of like first take, buy or sell, maybe something. I don't know. Ooh, Pete in or Pete out? Pete or Pete na? Yes! <laughs> Pete duh. <gasps> J ya or J na? Hmm. Yay, Law. Jude yeah, Law? Katniss or Cat Miss? Can't miss. I mm. don't want to can't miss the rest of this episode. 
All right, we hear a noise and something <laughs> is coming. The uh, the capital has released these mutts or you know it's what not the ending. mutations. It is not the ending. We still have a, another hour of this movie. This this is when I looked and I was like, "There's still an hour <laughs> left." Holy cow! Yeah. Couldn't believe uh, it. But these yes. mutts were scary as, t- as the, all. These mutts were pretty terrifying. They look like the zombies from uh, I Am Legend, and you can see mm-hmm. kind of where Francis Lawrence got the idea from these. Um, Lieutenant Jackson, she's down. Caster, he's down. Uh, we have quite the battle scene. Like this is probably the best battle scene in I would say the entire franchise because it was actually kind of kind of scary. It was really scary, and uh, how everything uh, ends up playing out, um, kind of with Finnick was was really just really sad. And I thought he was going to make it out, and then you see him like get bit in the shoulder, and you're just like, oh, that had to hurt. Oh, oh, it really had to hurt. I mean, is, of course, of course, he was supposed to die because he literally just got married. His whole new life was about to start. So, of course, the most tragic character had to die in this. Um, kind of sucked that he did, but he had to die. Yeah, it, it's that uh, telltale sign of uh, you know storytelling when the hero loses their primary weapon, which for him was that like spear, retractable spear. You trident. Know that's, the trident, yeah, you know that was curtains. Yep. You know, like if we ever see that Katniss, her bow is like broken, then you know she's going to die because, you know, what else is she going to do? So Finnick is completely overwhelmed by these by these mutts. Uh, Cat drops the hollow down the down the drain, down the the hole or whatever, uh, gives the nightlock code. And then there's this huge firebomb. It kills all the mutts. It kills Finnick. Uh, and it's curtains. Uh, they're in the train station now, and the lights kill you. I don't know if you guys saw that. When the little spotlights are coming down, it incinerated one of the dudes. Uh, the floor is attacking you. It's starting to come up looking like uh, the, the gravel from Frozen 2. Peter falls down. He he can't get up. Cat uh, gives him just this big old ridiculous romantic kiss. Gail has absolutely no shot now. Literally no shot. Yeah, she made her choice. Yep. Right right then and there. Right then, yep. I was like, ooh. Who would have thought the Hemsworth would have lost out? Dude, because the Fita thing still doesn't make sense to me. Like, he's still, like, with the kiss all of a sudden, threw off all the facts that he's, like, tried to sell, like, murder her several times and that he hasn't worked through his trauma yet. Please. He tried to kill her, like, even though we don't know the elapsed amount of time. I'm guessing it's like half a day because they they slept there. So like about 12 hours ago, homeboy tried to kill you and throw you into the sludge. <laughs> and they're like, Mwah, I love you. Let's go. We are now moving on to a safe house. And it's uh, it's the chick from Cats, uh, apparently. Um, cat. Tigress. Meet Cat. 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 Yeah. Uh, so they're uh, they're going to be safe down here in the uh, in the cellar. Uh, Katniss she spills the beans, tells everyone that she lied about the plan. Everyone knew you. It was no big secret, Katniss. You're not that good of an actress. Peta says that if Katniss kills Snow, then all of these deaths actually mean something. So let's go ahead and just do that. Uh, Gail and Peta finally have a talk. Katniss is faking being asleep again. Not the best acting job here. Both of them are trying to play. I'm the bigger man. Um, and now we get another. Whoa, emergency. Dave! <laughs> <I made that. laughs> 
<laughs> What's the rating of this movie? PG-13. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think if they had, it would have been like NC-17. <laughs> they play that game. Nutcracker 17. <laughs> <laughs> we now are getting another emergency broadcast message, and Snow tells all the capital citizens, citizens, come on down to the mansion. The gates are open. I'm going to keep you safe from these rebels that are coming in to try and uh, destroy our way of life. Uh, Gail and uh, Kat decide, hey, we're going to try and sneak in with all the refugees. Uh, as they're walking down the road, they see all the peacekeepers are starting to check people, and boom. Rebels attack. Gail is captured, and Katniss starts heading to the gate during this battle. There's a voice over the public address uh, system that says, you know, children first, bring all your children. I have a child. <laughs> we see a capital plane flying overhead, and we, we uh, get the little drops of the canisters from the arenas from Hunger Games 1 and Catching Fire, and boom. This triggers this huge explosion. Boom goes the dynamite. Was that Ball State? I think it was another nut nut explosion. He was muted, so we don't know. We couldn't confirm. <laughs> I, I I try to toss it up there to you, Schweitz. You, mis, you mishandled it. All I said is I don't remember, so it didn't matter. Fair enough. Uh, as uh, the wounded are being attended to here, Katniss's Prim is one of the medics that's helping out the wounded, and then boom. Another explosion. This seems oddly familiar, like the trap explosions that Gail and Beatty were talking about mm -hmm. as they were heading off to District 2. Hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. hmm. And she catches fire. Girl on fire. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. She caught fire. She did it. She did it. Now we and we are now back in the hospital again. This is the third time just in this one movie that she's Free back healthcare. in the hospital. I'm telling you, District 13, place, place to be. Hey, hey, Mitch tells Katniss that the war is now over. Uh, Katniss is now at the mansion. She's walking around. She goes outside to the greenhouse where President Snow is being held prisoner. He's basically on greenhouse arrest. <laughs> he is sick AF. He is just sitting here coughing up blood. He claims that the rebels are actually the one that killed the children. Uh, says that coin is now going to take over. Katniss doesn't believe a word he's saying, because, well, why, why would she believe him? President Snow says, remember, girl, we agreed that we would never lie to each other. And she knows that, yeah, okay, I believe him. That's like a weird moment to kind of bring up that, like, of all the people that I talk to on my day-to-day -day life, my wife, my kids, my grandkids. My wife. You're the only person that I am truthful to in every and single conversation that I've had. A fucking stranger. That totally upended our world. Insane. Well, they agreed to never lie to each other. So as long as she was being truthful, he was going to be truthful. So I, I guess it kind of plays out. And, and, he's a, and he's able to see through her because she's a horrible liar. She can't. She has no way to, of being deceitful yeah. to, to, they, to anybody. They should have just played true or false as well. Real or not real. 
and we really still have like 45 minutes left in this movie. Yeah. Uh, How? So Gail, How long are the credits? How? 16 minutes. Wars, literal wars have been shorter than this movie. Two podcast episodes are going to be shorter than these two movies combined by about two hours. <laughs> Gail tells Katniss that Coin wants to see her. Uh, Gail basically can't deny that this bombing plan wasn't his idea. And he also can't really get over the fact that basically he's the one who killed Prim, which kind of sucks. Yeah, because he had, I guess, their understanding was that in her absence, he was supposed to care for her family. And through his, this device, this, uh, you know, bomb, you know, thing that he created, he killed her sister. (laughs) So it's like, he totally just did not do that at all. Because when she was trying to tell, tell him about like, we can't look at everybody as an enemy. We need to have some sort of humanity in this fight. I, this is probably like why she would say those types of things to him. And he didn't understand. And now that he does, it's way too late. Now we're at a round table with uh, President Coin and the remaining victors. President Coin has basically declared herself as the interim president of Pan Am. Uh, now we're going to vote on uh, Snow's execution. But instead of executing all the capital people and his cronies, they say, hey, we should hold another Hunger Games. Let's all vote on it. It all comes down to Katniss and Hamish as the final two votes. Katniss votes yes, so Hamish votes yes. Uh, the vote passes, but only if Katniss is allowed to kill President Snow. She says, all right, let's do it. So now we're at the hall or the, the road of the tributes or avenue of the tributes or whatever the, the main the main drag there is in the in the capital. President Snow is tied to a pillar here and Coin gives the order to execute him and Katniss draws her bow and just a bit outside, killing Coin right in the chest. Uh, mob rushes in now and tears Snow apart. Katniss is rushed away so that she's not killed in the whole melee. She was going to take the nightlock, right? She was about to take the pill and Peta stopped her. Yep. She she was definitely about to uh, malice in the palace herself. As she is being held, uh, Hamish is reading this letter to her from Plutarch. Uh, he knew he knew that uh, she was going to kill Coin. Now they're all going home to District 12. Effie says goodbye to them, gives Katniss a big hug. Hamish... Over here, shooting his shot gives a, a little peck on the cheek, but then right on the right on the lips there. Good for him. Hmm. Uh, I think she's actually into him. Well, you know, a lot of the movie focused on her. So when they were back in thirteen, or or you know, planning all this stuff, we don't know what they were up to, or even before in the previous Hunger Games True. when they were back in the capital monitoring the events. We don't know what what these two were doing. I I, I definitely think there was something going on there. So now we are back home in District 12. Katniss is completely and utterly alone, uh, except for the damn cat. The damn cat is back. Like, how? How is this cat back? How did this cat escape District 13, make it all the way back down to District 12? Just how? How? Night lives, Beepo. Fair enough. Fair enough. Better cap be relentless? I don't know. It's a cat. Yeah. Cat recognized cat. As we're as we're sitting here talking about cats, I think uh, Pow is taking a cat nap. I think he's literally asleep here at the microphone. Hey, Pow, I, wake up! Yeah, he he is absolutely and Great utterly Cody toasted. Wow! 
wow, this, this is impressive. Like just, even this podcast episode about this movie is so boring that it put Pow, Pow to sleep. Fair Pow's enough. Very, I think Pow's giving this a fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he. I don't know how long ago he passed out, but this this is impressive. Hey, welcome to the world, Pow. Welcome back, my friend. Oh yeah, get in there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome hey. back to the world. How long were you asleep? Oh man, I don't know. I'm like tired. It's been it's been one wild it's been one wild twenty four hours. I'm drained. Cat He's like, is it over it. yet? Yeah, cat yeah. loses it on the we're, we're gonna speed right through this. Cat that moves movie it on the just cat. Took out everything in me. I think that was the last contribution that you had to this podcast before you passed out. Uh, she is now back to hunting. Pete is back home in District 12. Uh, he is planting primrose. They start to get acquainted again, start basically kind of dating, courting each other, uh, spending more time with each other. Now they're in the same bed. And then we fast forward a few years. Uh, now they're married with children. She's telling the baby about the nightmares and how she kind of forgets them and plays other games in her head about all the good things that she has seen people done. And that's it. That's the end. Thankfully, she could have um, saved that. She doesn't need to scare that baby that young. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, you're gonna pass on your trauma to your poor innocent child. Way, way to go! And I don't like to baby shame, but that was not a good looking baby. Just mm, you know, yeah. as 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 a parent of, of two recently recent babies, this was not a good looking baby. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm know, not going to apologize. You All get, right, you could take from certain uh, nuts, as they say. So. All right, we are going to get into some trivia here. The scene where Hamish reads the letter from uh, Plutarch to Katniss. This was originally scripted to be uh, recited by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, unfortunately, he died before this uh, scene was filmed. Uh, in fact, this was his final film. It was mm -hmm. released the year after his death. Uh, many of the capital scenes were shot in Paris and Berlin. Whoa. Yeah. Berlin. <laughs> When they were eating the oysters, she had the pearl out. <laughs> Good one. All right. Wait, so is the capital supposed to be in Denver? Yes. Mm. Or at least in that region. Uh, this was the lowest grossing uh, film of the franchise. Kind of, kind of makes sense why. Uh, squad 451 is a reference to 451 degrees Fahrenheit, the temperature at which paper burns. Since uh, Katniss is the girl on fire, it's already a call out to Fahrenheit 451, a dystopian novel by American writer Ray Bradbury. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie and Natalie Dormer both appeared in Game of Thrones. How about that? Very true. Uh, Liam Hensworth, and I, I'm not really a fan of this one here. Liam Hemsworth said that this film might be the best in the series and never lets down in its action. Now you're the Cooper Manning, for sure. Yeah, easily. Uh, I'd also just like to say that 451 degrees Fahrenheit is 232.778 degrees Celsius. <laughs> Thank is that you what for Google that. said? No, he's Canadian. He, he just knows off the top of his head. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and director Francis Lawrence, they're not related. How about that? 
it's interesting how she likes to just it, it's either him or Bradley Cooper. So she has like a, a thing with these uh you know there there's a there's a look that she seems to always be around with these it's men. A, it's a before and after photo. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. All right, let's let's get into our reviews here. Uh pal, why don't you uh start us off? Uh the rating system again is yeah, I watch it again. Meh probably not and fair Get out of here. What do you 100% got? 100% fair. Fair. It drained me. It drained me whatever energy I had for the rest of the day. I fell asleep on sentiment. I'm embarrassed now by it. It's all this. I'm fair. 100% fair. Fair. All right. Fair. You speed out. <laughs> real or not real? You'd watch this again. Not, not real. real. <laughs> not real. Yeah, I got to go fair. Uh, uh, every, every time that I like, I would pause, you know, for bathroom break, go get something to drink or whatever. Uh, and it shows you how much time it's like, oh, and I was just going to do those things of like, I'll just fast forward when there is no dialogue to just get dialogue, you know, whatever. And unlike the previous movie, which had very little dialogue, but a lot of action, so this one was the opposite. So I could never fast forward. So I had to sit there. And then the only other thing I have to say is thank goodness that none of those drums during the execution scene were destroyed during the uh, bombing of the Capitol because oof, where would we have been without the drums? <laughs> so for me, it's a feh. Schweitz? Well, it's also a feh for me. Joke's mm-hmm. on all of you. I only watched the first half of this movie. Uh, I don't know if I have to watch the second half now, so I got out of that. Though I did watch the entire first movie yesterday to make up for the fact that I didn't watch it before either. <laughs> you also only watched half with one eye. <laughs> sure, so I have watched a quarter then. Yeah. No depth perception. Have no idea when they're <laughs> shooting things or stuff's happening in different planes. No clue what's going on. I'm going to make this a uh, a unanimous fair. This entire franchise just went downhill one movie after the other. I really liked the first one. I kind of liked the second one. I was very meh on the third one, and this one is an absolute fair. I think this is the first time that we've had a unanimous fair. On Across cinema. the board fair. Across the board, yeah. Uh, a sweep, what we call this? Yeah, a, a swear. We're we're, we're going to call this a, a Wilmer Valderrama. Fez. <laughs> Seth. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks a lot for listening to this episode of Cinema. Uh, tonight we've had uh, Pow, we've had Jeanette, and we've had Schweitz. This is at Beep Count. Uh, we will catch you next time on Cinema. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. 